Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you, going to be with you for the next hour. Looking forward to that and taking your calls and questions about the Bible and Christianity. Uh, maybe you have a prophecy question or an apologetics-related uh, question, current events, uh, or maybe you just need prayer or encouragement. You can give us a call here on Calvary Live. That's what this program is uh, is all about. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, no matter where you are at. If you're uh, listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming, or uh, all of you listening on Truth FM in Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and of course uh, our nor uh, Northeast listeners, Hope FM, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, welcome to all of you, and the number, the same for everybody, 303-690-3000, that'll get you through. If you prefer to text, uh, you can do so, 720-336-0897 is the text number. Do me a favor, give me a short uh, one-sentence text if you can, and uh, we'll do our best to answer as many of those uh, as well on the air uh, those that we don't get to on the air, usually we're able to get to those uh, after the program and still answer those questions. Uh, but love to have you join us live here, 303-690-3000, is the number to call. Jason Vandeveer here with you once again on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get information about our fellowship, Calvary Chapel Parker, Dot com, including uh, the next opportunity to join us, which will be this Sunday, 9 or 1045. You can get directions, calvarychapelparker.com. We're located in the heart uh, of uh, Parker, Parker Road and Main Street, for those familiar with the area. And you can get exact directions and a reminder of those service times, uh, whatever information really that you need at the website, calvarychapelparker.com. But I'd love to have you come out and join us. We'll be continuing in the book of Job uh, on Sunday morning, we'll be picking up in the eighth chapter of the book of Job. Of course, that's right in the section of the conversation between Job uh, and his friends, his uh, so-called comforters. Uh, we've seen already there are not much comfort to him, nor do they offer much in terms of the wisdom of God. They kind of get it all wrong, but uh, there still is a lot to learn. And so uh, we're excited about getting back in. Uh, having a great Easter this last week and getting back into the book of Job and our verse-by-verse -verse study through the book of Job. So you won't want to miss that. Join us Sunday morning. And if Sunday doesn't work for you or if in addition to that you want to join us during the week, we'd love to have you do so. Uh, we'll be, we just finished 1 Kings on Wednesday nights. We'll be starting the book of 2 Kings, a fascinating uh, right in the middle of the divided kingdom and the prophets Elijah and Elisha fascinating section of scripture so i'd love to have you join us on wednesday nights at 7 p.m and of course there's a lot of other things going on as i mentioned the website there you can find information uh about uh other times we're getting together for prayer or bible study or fellowship calvarychapelparker.com is the web address but i'd love to have you join me here on the program in uh in current 
real time here, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Rudy in Denver. Rudy, welcome to the program. Wow, that was quick. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I was just asking for prayer this weekend to get me, before you know, get me through the weekend, keep me wise against, you know, temptations that I have. I'm an ex-drinker, drugger, gangbanger. Gang I've changed my life, got married, you know, I've been blessed with being able to buy a house and I have beautiful steps. So I'm a role model too, and I'm going to stay, you know, loyal to that. But I prayed my way out of all that. I've had my faith in God. He's with me the whole time I was there. I've been shot a couple of times. I call him regularly, but this weekend I just, you know, I just, just I like to stay ahead of myself. Prayer is always helping out. I prayed my way all day today, and I love, I love, I call and listen to you guys every day, and you guys are always helpful with prayer. Well, we. Yeah, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we can do prayer. Let's pray right now. Father, I just uh, thank you so much for Rudy, and I thank you for the wisdom, Lord, that you have put in his heart to recognize that we uh, don't uh, pray uh, when we're in trouble uh, necessarily, Lord, but we can pray before uh, we wind up uh, in certain places and even uh, to be delivered uh, as, uh, Lord Jesus, you taught us to pray, to be delivered from temptation and so lord i do just pray that uh that you'd be with rudy uh, that you'd be with him today that you'd be with him in this very hour this moment throughout this weekend and the days and weeks ahead lord giving him strength uh lord by your spirit to walk in the spirit uh and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh and and just to uh exhibit uh, the fruit uh, of the spirit in his life and and lord we pray for us all that um, that this would be a, a, a not only a good but a, a, a godly weekend for each servant of you, bringing glory uh, to you uh, in our lives uh, and, 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 and pleasing you, Lord. We love you and we thank you that we can come to you and we can ask for help in time of need. Uh, Lord, sometimes we realize more than others uh, our need for you, and so we come to you and pray for strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank hey, you, you bet. You. Yeah, and I appreciate you uh, calling in and, and the reminder that we all need to kind of get ahead of things and, and pray and ask for prayer. That's right. That's right. And thank you for always being there for us. Hey, God bless you. Have a great weekend, Rudy. Bye-bye. Folks, Bye-bye. Jason, Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join me uh, on the program here. I'd love to, uh, uh, I'd love to have have you do so. Um, and I've got some uh, text uh, questions here and prayer requests. Uh, all our lines are open, so now would be a good time actually to pick up the phone and dial in. Uh, we should be able to get you in, especially in this uh, top half of the program here. But I've got a, a text question here. Uh, another, actually not a question, a prayer request uh, for uh, prayer for the two-year-old son, um, Eliseo, uh, of one of our listeners uh, he has uh, RSV, and so we want to lift up Eliseo. Father, we just, uh, uh, Lord, I, I, I thank you for this uh, this parent asking for prayer for, for their child. Lord, that's uh, what we can do. Uh, we can bring our children uh, to you. And, and, of course, there's salvation, but also uh, every aspect of their lives and healing. And so we just lift up Eliseo to you, and, and, and we pray, uh, Lord, for a touch. We, we pray for uh, in the immediate sense, Lord, uh, just for an easing of his symptoms and his comfort, but Lord, also for healing if that's what you uh, desire to do. And so we just pray that you'd work, that you would 
bless any doctor's appointments or any treatments, uh, Lord, that you would uh, bless his care, and, and Lord, that you would just work and work in this family, Lord, as uh, Lord, so often when when a family member or a child in particular is suffering, Lord, the whole family is is really going through it. And so I pray that you just surround them and, and that you'd comfort and that you'd encourage. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we uh, appreciate uh, that, uh, that prayer request there for Eliseo. And of course, uh, we have a giant uh, prayer meeting here. It's not only a, a time to answer Bible questions, but it's a huge uh, audience where we're agreeing together in prayer. So appreciate all of you joining us in prayer. 303-690-3000, Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Bree in Greeley, Colorado. Bree, welcome to the program. Hi there. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. I just have a prayer request. Yeah. Um. So, like... Lately, I feel like the Lord has been, like, tugging in my heart for, you know, the children in the foster care system and just, like, you know, adoption and just, like, so much stuff. And, I mean, my husband's not too on board, but I just ask prayer that may, that the Lord may help if he wants me to do this and that he could open doors and that he could, like, make my husband understand that, you know, there's children that are in need and sometimes God allows us or puts us in this world to like help others you know and that's my prayer request if you guys well, let's, pray for me yeah definitely let's pray Bree Father uh, we do just lift up Bree I lift up her and her husband Lord I just pray that you continue to be with them and, and just strengthen their relationship Lord with you and with each other and Lord, I just thank you for uh, Bree's heart, Lord, the things that you've uh, put on her heart, Lord, whether it be uh, to to be someone who is praying uh, for these kids uh, who need homes, uh, Lord, or whether you have something more down the road for her and her husband in terms of, uh, of um, inviting some of these children into their home and helping to care for them and to raise them uh, for whatever ever period of time you would have them to do that lord we just pray for wisdom and and lord we pray uh, for for unity and and we we pray for uh you to just clearly uh put in their hearts lord those things that you desire for them to do and and uh that they would just be in perfect agreement on that and and lord we just pray uh whatever that is lord that um, that that you would work and i just thank you for Bree's heart um for just for these kids, uh, sometimes, Lord, uh, a lot of times um, they're forgotten, uh, Lord, and we don't want to uh, want to forget about these and uh, uh, the least of these, uh, uh, as uh, as you say in your word. And so, Lord, uh, because we know uh, that you see them, that they're important to you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would you would just work and uh, that you would just use Bree and her husband as you desire, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, listen, Bree, we, yeah, we appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in and uh, maybe call and give us an update. Let us know, uh, um, you know, how things are uh, are going in that regard, what direction you and your husband have decided to uh, to head head uh, down. OK. Hey, folks, uh, Calvary Live, we have a, a live number that you can call. You can join us here as Bree just did and as Rudy did. Uh, 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandiver, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can join me here on the air this Friday afternoon as Jody has in Littleton. Jody, welcome to the program. Hi, Jody. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? 
good, good. Welcome. What's on your mind? Well, I'm calling. Um, I had a discussion with some college kids the other day, and um, most of them were brought up in the church, but of course they go up to college and start questioning everything. And um, one of these discussions, I had a couple guys asking me, how do dinosaurs play into Christian beliefs and and the idea of of creation? Yeah. Well, it's a reasonable question because obviously we know that dinosaurs exist. The question is, is you know, did they exist in the context of you know uh, uh, prior to man on Earth and so forth, or or did they exist alongside of man, uh, as would be necessitated by you know the the historical narrative in the scriptures? Uh, I would suggest to you that the evidence um, follows what the Bible shows. In fact, we we have uh, fossilized footprints of human footprints inside of dinosaur tracks. So um, that's just one instance of evidence that shows that, that man and dinosaurs existed alongside of each other. Uh, but on top of that, the, the way it would work in terms of you know, when the dinosaurs existed, how they died out, um, what we see is we see in the fossil record that that prior to the flood, that things were vastly different on the earth. Prior to the flood, the earth hadn't shifted uh, on its uh, axis. You had what many believe is a, uh, a, a water canopy around the earth. You have extremely large uh, and tropical uh, life forms uh, and plant uh, forms, all, even up in, in the north and south poles. Uh, and you know, under obviously under ice at this at, at this time, but very large. Everything you know, ages of man was much larger. Um, the these ferns and 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 other plants extremely large, and animals being extremely large as well. And so uh, included in that would be the uh, different species of dinosaurs uh, that lived, and they were unique species, but they were very large, uh, and they would have died out. Uh, with uh, uh, the global flood and, and, and with the catastrophe upon the earth uh, of the flood. So that's kind of a, a, a general picture of, so dinosaurs fit alongside pre-flood man in a pre-flood environment, which was um, conducive to not only very large reptiles, uh, but very long lifespans amongst humans, very large plants, um, and generally a much different climate existed on Earth at that time than did after the flood. If you're interested in reading some more articles about this, I can rec- recommend uh, Answers in Genesis, uh, which is a great uh, organization, uh, Answers in Genesis. You can just Google that and go to their website, and they have tons of articles uh, on all sorts of uh, subjects related to, uh, to creation uh, and uh, science, uh, but uh, but especially the dinosaurs, they have a lot of good articles on that as well that you'll find there. I've, I've looked at a couple articles online, and one theory was that the dinosaurs existed when God cast Satan out of the heavens. Is that yeah. not that? I, I don't believe that that's, that's the, the... Yeah, in other words, you know, they're, they're trying to say that... that pro, well... Here's the thing: if you if you look at the creation account, it doesn't really fit. That that's that's not going to work. So you have to have somehow some sort of gap 
and you have to have an earth that exists without uh, all of the various creations. And then you have to have, of course, Satan, you know, falling in there. And so it doesn't really fit a literal account as we see in the book of Genesis. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't ascribe to that, no. I'll look it up. So Answers yep. in Genesis is a, is it a website or a book or organization? Uh, it's, or? It's, it's an entire organization, uh, Answers in Genesis. I think their AnswersinGenesis.org, I think, is their, uh, is their website, but I'd have to look it up. Uh, AnswersinGenesis.org, that's, uh, that's the website. Okay. Okay. Most, most, most science texts will say man and dinosaurs are separated by millions of years. Yeah, so. that's... That, but then that's a neat trick, like I said, for a human footprint to be inside of a dinosaur footprint. <laughs> because yeah. that, that okay. footprint would have fossilized long before any man, you know, millions of years before any man could have set foot in it. So, so we see a lot of evidence, actually, other evidence as well. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, when you're talking about million, well, evolution requires billions of years now, but the right. fossil rec the fossil record doesn't doesn't really allow for that. In other words, when we use radiometric dating, um, we don't get an Earth that is billions of years old. We get an Earth that is less than 10,000 years old. And um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. But they'll deal with that uh, on their website as well. You might look that up as well, radiometric dating, because that's where you get your carbon-14 dating, your rubidium strontium uh, dating methods, all the different dating methods when they say, well, we know this is, you know, uh, uh, 300,000 years old. Well, the reason that they're saying that is, is that they're using a, uh, a faulty dating method that assumes constant rates of decay amongst elements. And, and we, every time we take known things of known origin and use those dating methods, they're wrong. So like when they'll date lava flows and things like that from recent eruptions of volcanic eruptions, they're just way off. So why would we, if we know it's wrong for what we do know, why would we think it's right for what we don't know? Okay. So, so there's right. a lot of, just a whole bunch of great topics that you can, you can explore there. I think you'll find a lot of really great, uh, uh, great subject matter to delve into. Okay, I'll check it out. Thanks for your assistance. Yeah, you bet. I really appreciate you calling in, Jody, and uh, take care. God bless you. Hey, folks, you're listening to Calvary Live here. Jason Vanderveer with you, 303-690-3000 is the number if you want to call in. Let's go to CJ, uh, also in Greeley. CJ, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, my question is um, pertaining to suicide. Mm -hmm. I guess what the Bible says about it. Um, yeah. I had a relative that was Catholic. I had some depression problems that committed suicide, and I was wondering if it was like suicide and cond automatically condemned and what right yeah. right because so so let's talk let's back up a little bit um let's talk about that experience and 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 what the the catholic understanding of it is and probably what you have encountered at least in part so um with with a catholic doctrine um this is this is the problem with with catholic theology and doctrine is is that you know, if you ask a Catholic, are you saved by grace through faith, they'll say yes. But, but what, if you push deeper, what you really mean is in the beginning. You, because in, in Catholicism, it's called first actual grace. It gets the ball rolling. But you've got to die uh, in faith and thus your good works throughout your Christian life, according to Catholic doctrine, become very important. And you've got to die in a state of grace. And so if you don't 
you know, that's why for Catholics, last rites are so important and everything else, because that, that, that all pertains to that. So in Catholic reasoning, if you, if you commit a sin at the time of death, uh, then you're not dying in, in, in a state of grace, or at least, um, you know, that's, that's in, in grave jeopardy. So, so their idea would then be, you know, you haven't died in a state of, uh, of grace, therefore you've got to go to, to another state, uh, purgatory, and you've got to deal with those and, and, and work them off, and then, you know, ideally you can move forward from there in the afterlife. Um, so that's, that's kind of the background that you're probably coming up against in terms of Catholicism and someone in the family or a friend, you know, who, who commits suicide. Uh, th- that's going to be the understanding of the Catholics on that. Well, that's not a biblical understanding. We're not saved by our works at any point. Jesus said on the cross, he said, it is finished. He, he didn't say that he, he made a down payment, but he said, it is finished. In other words, the payment, it's actually a, the, the term that Jesus used was a, a, a financial term, which literally means paid in full. In other words, on the cross, he, he paid for your debt in full. He didn't make a down payment. He paid for it in full. So it's not just first grace, but it's grace throughout your life. And even though you may sin, and yes, even once you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you're still going to sin. You may even sin uh, at the time of death. It, it, it doesn't matter the timing of it. Jesus Christ's uh, death paid for those sins. Now, as we back or maybe move forward, shall we say a little bit, you, you know, that that's not to say that, well, then we should just, you know, uh, arbitrarily uh, decide when, you know, our life is over or that it is our right to do that or, or that that's not wrong. Um, I would say this, that even though a Christian uh, is forgiven, if they do that, if they've place their faith in Jesus Christ, uh, they are forgiven. I would say that it is the most selfish uh, thing that a person can do to other people around them because yeah. it just leaves them with so much hurt. Uh, there is no way to, to, you can't have a conversation about that with that person or those other people and, you know, afterwards. It's just, it, it's final. And so it leaves so many questions and so much hurt and, and so much pain and 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 it and it really is a it is a a, a faithless and a and a and a, and a selfish um, resolution, and so it 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 really isn't uh, something, uh, despite the deep pain that some people are in, that should ever be uh, considered uh, for a believer. But that said, um, if we know believers who have taken their lives. Uh, if they truly place their faith in Jesus Christ, they're with the Lord regardless. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for your time and answering my question. Yeah, you bet. And and there are some interesting... The, the Bible doesn't specifically address it in, in the sense that you and I just had the, the, the conversation. We can have that conversation because of, you know, what we know in Scripture. But we do see instances in the Bible of people, uh, you know, taking their own lives... Uh, and you know those aren't people that that uh, that we want to emulate, uh, that we admire their faith, or in in a lot of cases that even really had a a a, a good relationship with the Lord. So um, that's what we can kind of take from that as well. Okay. Okay. All right. God bless you, CJ. I appreciate you calling in uh, with a very good question. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. You take care.
Folks, you're listening to Calvary Live with Jason Vanderveer here. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. CalvaryChapelParker.com is our web address. Let's go to Susie in Greeley. Susie, uh, welcome to the program today. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, I love listening to your program. I have a um, problem at our, our... We live in a senior complex. Okay. And, you know, we're all adults, and we should be acting like adults. That we have a group of ladies that created a lot of problems with management, and because those of us ladies that didn't agree with what they were doing, they have just been so rude. I mean, it, it's really affecting. Well, it's affecting me spiritually because I'm I don't know how to handle it, and that's really upsetting me because I would walk through and I just love everybody, yeah. and these ladies are making it really, really hard, very hard. And uh, I can't talk to them and ask them why they're so angry at me because that's putting wood in the fire, and I don't want to do that either. Yeah, but, I think that's wise not to do that necessarily. I think prayer is your better recourse. Can we pray for you, Susie? Yes, please. Father, I just thank you for, for Susie calling, and um, Lord, we, we thank you that she has a place to live, but Lord, even sometimes where we live and the people that we we live with, they can be a great source of uh, contention and, and, and conflict, and, and that seems to be the case here. And, and, Lord, I can just hear in Susie's heart, Lord, that she wants to be at peace uh, with her neighbors. She, she loves her neighbors, and, and, but because of disagreements even with others and, and, Lord, people's perceptions of those things, uh, it seems as though uh, people have turned uh, on her to a degree. And so, Lord, we just pray that... Um, uh, that you would be with her, Lord, that you would comfort her heart as it hurts in, uh, in this situation, as it's, it's, it, it clearly bothers her to, to, uh, to not have a good relationship or the, the kind of relationships that she desires to have uh, with her neighbors. Lord, we pray that you would work out whatever disagreement is existing between these other people and the management uh, uh, of where they live and Lord, we pray that uh, these other people uh, would just see uh, the heart of Susie and, and her desire, uh, Lord, to just have a relationship with them and that she bears no uh, bad feelings toward them. And even if there is uh, maybe some sort of disagreement as far as the right way to handle some of these things. But Lord, I just pray that you'd help her and that you give her wisdom to know how to deal with this, uh, to just love other people even when they're not... Um, loving her and to be able to to just silently pray uh and and not feel the need to to ask questions or uh of things that don't make sense anyway uh, and so lord i just pray that uh, that you just give her great wisdom and lord i pray that you give her favor and that you would work this out and that you would just bring peace uh once again to this living situation in jesus name we pray amen amen well, God bless you. That is not a, a, a an easy thing to deal with when, you know, where you live, you you know, uh, that's that's kind of your retreat, you know, and when it's not a retreat anymore, uh, that 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 becomes difficult. I thank you so much. So very, very much. And God bless you. God bless you. Thank, thank thanks so much you. for calling, Susie. And uh, we'll be praying things work out there for you. Thank you so much. God bless you. You betcha. Well, I've had a lot of great calls uh, already from Greeley. I, th I we know that uh, we know this. We know Greeley, Colorado, is uh, is tuned in. They, I have a theory. They were all listening, of course, to Pastor Jeff Figs, 
before the uh, the program here, and uh, so uh, we have uh, all of the faithful listeners of uh, of Pastor Jeff's uh, program. Uh, I usually get uh, uh, part of Jeff's Pastor Jeff's program. Of course, a good friend. Uh, of mine for several years, I love him very much, and so uh, we have uh, we have Greeley tuned in, and I suspect we have a lot of other people tuned in as well, and we have a whole other half of the show Calvary Live here coming up. Jason Vanderveer with you here three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Join us uh, whether you're on the East Coast, whether you're in the South, whether you're here along the Front Range of Colorado and Wyoming. Feel free to join us. One number to call 303-690-3000 to join us here on Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you, and uh, I'll be taking more of your calls and questions and comments right after this. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back to Calvary Live here. Jason Vanderveer with you. 303-690-3000. Probably heard the number there. 303-690-3000 if you want to join me uh, on Calvary Live here. Got a text uh question from somebody that is looking for a church home and is considering Calvary Chapel and is wondering the difference between uh, the Southern Baptist uh, denomination or convention and Calvary Chapel. I would say this, that that theologically speaking, uh, there's not a lot of differences between Calvary Chapel uh, and uh, Southern Baptist or some of the other uh, Baptist denominations. Uh, there are certain Baptist denominations that there would be uh, some d- differences these days, unfortunately, but uh, but not Southern Baptists. I think doctrinally speaking, uh, there would be a lot of similarities uh, in there. The the main difference between Calvary Chapel and and conservative uh, Christian denominations that that focus on the Bible would just be a more stylistic in terms of the type of church government uh, that that uh, churches have, namely Calvary Chapel, is not a denomination. Uh, we're not. We don't have anything against denominations. Uh, we're just not a, a a denomination. We're an affiliation of, of, of several thousand churches around the world. Uh, we believe in teaching the Bible uh, verse by verse and uh, and and teaching it for what it says and and allowing it to affect our lives we we believe in the present work of the holy spirit uh, so you know sometimes you get into some denominations they they believe in cessationism in other words that that the gifts of the spirit and so forth uh, that that those have ceased uh, but we don't overemphasize those gifts as as would happen in certain charismatic circles that that would be on the far end of the spectrum so uh, i like to 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 believe and say that calvary chapel is 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 very balanced and and we we hold a a biblical form of 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 church government of pastors and and elders uh and leaders and we believe in in teaching the word of god and and doctrinally speaking we're probably quite similar uh, to to uh, maybe some of the denominations that you've experienced stylistically, uh, you you might find that that Calvary Chapel is is 
fairly modern and casual, and we focus on contemporary praise uh, and worship and singing to the Lord a new song and, and teaching God's word and, and, and prayer and, uh, and making disciples, uh, leading people to Jesus Christ. So uh, hopefully that gives you a little bit of, uh, of a flavor uh, of Calvary Chapel and a little bit of a, a, a sense about uh, Calvary Chapel, Bobby, and, and uh, I hope that, uh, uh, that, that that helps you out in, in that regard. But I say at the end of the day, uh, go visit a Calvary Chapel near you, and if you need help finding a Calvary Chapel uh, near you, just uh, give us a call here. We can help you do that, 303-690-3000. Uh, text us, 720-336-0897, and we can help you locate a Calvary Chapel. Uh, let's see what we got. Do we have, uh, looks like we have, uh, oh, nope, we got uh, Linda, wait, Greeley. Praise the Lord for Greeley today. Greeley is, uh, this is the all Greeley show. Linda from Greeley, welcome uh, to the program. Hi, Linda. Did we lose Linda? Here, I was so excited about Linda from Greeley. Did we lose you, Linda? Well, we'll work on, uh, we'll work on, on uh, getting Linda. Up oh, there you go. Can you hear me, Linda? I had a similar situation to the previous caller about her neighbor. Uh huh. But mine's a little bit different. Okay, what's up? Mine are pens and atheists. Oh, oh did you say pay atheists? Gotcha, okay. okay. And I stopped talking to them because she tells me she casts this spell. You're breaking up a little bit there. Can you say that again? Okay. Oh, let me find it. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Can you? She casts a spell. Can you hear? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. I think we got a good connection now. Let's go for it. Okay. She casts spells, and she told me that, and so I kind of like backed off and not talk to her anymore. Sure. And I think they were upset with me because I don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. And uh, I pray, to, I do pray, and I do cover their home with the blood of Jesus, and that one day they come to find Jesus. Right. But what do I do in the meantime? And I pray, and I, I just, I'm just, I don't know if I should be scared because they cast spells. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't think you need to worry about that because, uh, you know, you, greater is he, the scripture says, that is yes. in you than he that is in the world. So, uh those can have no power against you. Uh, you know, only the only things that that can affect you are what the Lord allows in your life and what He knows is best for you, and and even the difficult things. And so we don't we don't have to really worry about that. We don't have to worry about you know people that cast spells or or do these other things. But at the same time, we don't you know we 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 want to make it very clear um, you know that where we stand. Uh, on that and 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 I think that uh, there's a way to do that you can uh, you know you can be kind you can be uh, loving you can reach out you can minister to people uh, without showing uh, you know any kind of uh, uh, approval for the life for the fallen lifestyle that that they've chosen and and you know I think that that sometimes that that can be one of the greatest witnesses that you know you don't isolate yourself you don't shun uh, somebody in that state, uh, and they realize that, and they know that you 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 feel differently. And when it comes time to when they get around to wanting to know the truth, and hopefully that's sooner than later, they're going to come to you, and th you're going to be the one they asked. They ask for prayer, 
Um, you know, I have a lot of unbelieving neighbors. I have one that has, I've lost count how many Buddha statues they have around their house. And uh-huh. you know, they, they kind of cover everything. They got statues and this and that. I think the wife is ordained, uh, she's told me. And, you know, I have other neighbors that believe all sorts of other things. But I can tell you that, you know, uh, they, they, they know where I stand and I don't necessarily get invited to the parties. Uh, but, uh, but when somebody needs prayer, sometimes they'll come to me. And they'll ask for prayer for, for a child or for, you know, one of their adult children or, or for healing for themselves or whatever, you know. And, and there's opportunities then there to share the gospel and, and, and to pray for them to be saved and to pray for the Lord to work in their lives. So I think that you want to be open, open, but, but without, you know, without approving of, uh, of these things. And, and the Lord will okay. give you wisdom. The Lord will give you wisdom how to do that. And. And you know you'll it becomes a day to day thing. You know what do I do in each? And they know because I have a sign on my door on my door. It says God bless all those who enter. Yeah. And uh, so I just put that up like about maybe two months ago. Mm -hmm. And since I put that up, and prior to that too, they throw their trash on my yard and they walk all over my yard. And I'm just like, can you guys? And I've asked them nicely, like, please, can you stop? Please, can you walk in my grass? Yeah. The more I be nice to them, the meaner they're getting. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that sometimes all you can do is, is is keep praying for them and and keep loving them. And, you know, maybe you just uh, don't say anything more about the trash is, if, if you if you don't have to. And and okay. just kind of just deal with it and pray with them. And because the, the issue is not you, you know, the issues between okay. them, the issues between them and God. Right. So. Right. You. And and sometimes they don't like you because they can't they can't reach out and touch God, but you are God's representative. Okay, thank you, you Pastor. Know, yeah, you bet. Let me pray for you, Linda. Father, I just thank you for Linda, and I just pray that uh, that you'd bless her, Lord. As difficult as it is to to deal with difficult neighbor situations, it's a lot easier to to talk about it than it is to do it sometimes. Uh, Lord, I just pray that um, that you would just give her strength, that you give her wisdom, that you you'd give her compassion, that you'd give her uh, just a peace in her heart and a love, Lord, which most of us, we don't come by the, even when we're believers, we don't always do those things naturally, Lord, but we, we know that supernaturally that you can do them through us by your spirit. And so I just pray that you'd, you would use Linda in that way and that you give her an opportunity. I pray for these neighbors to be saved. Uh, Lord, we pray for that, for you to open their eyes and to, uh, to draw them to yourself. And uh, Lord, that you would just work and, and just Linda's character, her, her demeanor, her kindness would, would be part of what you use. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with her and help her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless Thank you. you. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live, folks. Jason Vandiver with you, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Desiree in Thornton, Colorado. Desiree, welcome. Hi, Desiree. It going. How are you? Well, I got a lot going on. Um, I have, um, it seems like it all happened in one day, but it happened like in a week. Okay, that's still kind of compressed. What's going on? I have a sister that broke her hip, got real sick, she got um, abscess in her butt after she broke her hip, and then I have a sister that um, her boyfriend beat her up, and she just came out of brain surgery. have a brother that just um, had open-heart surgery, 
got released and then had a heart attack. And, and, I have a and, husband that's real sick that got his toe amputated and man, everything's like happening to me all at once. Yeah, and like, what did you say? I didn't catch prayer. that last part. What What did you say? Your Your husband? What happened? He had got his toe amputated. He oh, okay. was diabetic, mm. and he's. It's been since um, July. He hasn't returned back to work. Mm. He's um real sick. Just well, under I would. Attack. I would say this, Desiree. You have a you, you when you say you have a lot going on that's kind of an understatement uh you do are are all of these are are your sisters and your brother and your husband are the are they all believers well um two of my sisters yes they're believers Mm -hmm. my husband's not a believer and my brother he believes but um i guess he's not living the lifestyle that a Christian should live. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's do this. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for you, and and uh, uh, let's go before the Lord, Father. I just thank you for Desiree, and Lord, I just pray that you you would just give her a peace, uh, as as all of this is certainly overwhelming. Lord, I just pray that you'd be with her and that you would encourage her, that you would grow her in in her faith uh, through these things, and, and and Lord, we do pray for her. We uh, pray for their healing, for their strength. We uh, we thank you that that they do know you, and we pray that you would even use these uh, things that they're going through uh, to strengthen their relation, to draw them closer uh, to you, Lord. We do pray for her brother, Lord, that you would uh, use his situation and his health uh, issues, Lord, to to work in his life, to draw him back into that uh, relationship that that he once enjoyed with you. And Lord, I do pray for her husband as well. I pray for. Uh, for healing for him, but I pray that you would also uh, just work in these ongoing circumstances to reveal yourself uh, to him, to save him, to draw him uh, to yourself. And Lord, I just pray that you'd use Desiree as she, as the one common denominator in all of these people's lives. She is her, and and Lord, she's placed her faith and trust in you. And I pray that you would just use her uh, to share that truth, uh, to encourage and and to those that know you and to. Uh, and to share the gospel with those uh, who need to receive you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you be with her, give her rest, give her strength, provide for her, take care of her, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. You bet. You bet. Well, God bless you, Desiree, and thanks for thanks for calling in. Hey, folks, Calvary Live is, uh, in case you didn't know, is what you're listening to. I'm Jason Vanderveer here with you this afternoon. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel. In Parker, Colorado, CalvaryChapelParker.com is our web address. And the phone number, more importantly, for this program, if you want to join us on the air, is 303-690-3000. And let's go to Frank uh, in Florissant. Frank, welcome to the program. Hello, how you doing? Yep, I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, God bless you for the service you do with this show. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, and and I think one of the greatest things is just you calling in and and letting us talk with you. Okay, I have a simple question. Uh, sure. My first question I couldn't ask on the air for some reason, but can you tell me the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? Yeah, I think it's just uh, semantics. Uh, of course, uh, in the Gospels, 
um, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, you have kingdom of heaven and then um, in the other gospel and the kingdom of God. And then you have the kingdom of God uh, in the uh, uh, in, in the other gospels. And it and it just uh, really is terminology. Um, you know, so, for example, when we have the parables of the kingdom uh, and and Matthew uses the term uh, kingdom uh, of heaven. And then we see in the other Gospels, the, in, in, the, in a similar context, the kingdom of God. We understand that the same thing is, is being talked about. And so, uh, you know, whether we say kingdom of God or whether we say kingdom of heaven, which is the domain, the domain of God, uh, we're talking about the same thing in the Gospels. Now, if you want to know what that kingdom is, we can have a, a, you know, a, a, a deeper conversation about that, but I would say that they're the same thing. Well, when you use the Gospels in Matthew, what Bible are you referring to as to the Gospels? Uh, by Bible, do you mean translation or... or, uh, or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so typically, you know, I prefer uh, the New King James translation, but uh, but you'll find similar in the ESV and, and other modern translations as well, uh, also in the Old King James as well. So is there any difference between a King James and an NIV Bible? Um. So let's talk about um, the way Bible translations are produced. There are the simple answer is yes, but not of substance. So in other words, when when translators go about translating a Bible, the first thing uh, is what group of of if we're talking about the New Testament is what group of of texts are they relying upon? There are kind of two general families of Greek texts. Uh, that you can rely upon. You can rely on the Texas Receptus and, and the majority text, which is your old King James, your new King James. Uh, then most of your other translations are relying on the Alexandrian group of texts, uh, which are your NIVs, your uh, New American Standards, your things like that. There's very little substance uh, difference in substance between those texts, but there are some subtle differences in some verses and in and in certain passages. So that's the first issue in, in producing a Bible translation in regard to the New Testament. The second issue, translating uh, overall, has to do with then how do you translate from both Old Testament, uh, primarily Hebrew, and New Testament, primarily Greek text, into our case, into English. Uh, do you have a word-for-word -word translation? Do you have a thought-for-thought -thought translation? You know, what is your, what is your approach? And then as a subset of that, what vocabulary are you going to use? In other words, what, what grade level are you then going to write, uh, translate at? And where that becomes important is, is because if you have a word, but it's not at a, a certain grade level that you want to utilize, you won't use that word. So when I say that, like the, the most tran Bible translations are at about a ninth grade vocabulary level. Um, so if you have very you know advanced vocabulary that the word might be you think a, a better word choice it might not be used simply for for that reason so there's a lot that goes into uh, into to translating uh, uh, scripture so from that standpoint there will be some very minor subtle variations between say uh, the NIV which you bring up and and the New King James version. I prefer the, the New King James Version. That's what I, I grew up with. That's what my pastor taught. That's what's kind of stuck in my memory and in my head. Um, 
But, you know, at this point in time, uh, there are some translations that, that really fit the way that people speak maybe a little bit better. And I think one of those translations, if you were going to, looking for something similar to New King James, but maybe a little bit more modern, you might go with the ESV, the English Standard Version. I also believe that that's a very good translation as well. But, but all of those translations that I've just mentioned, um, none of them are bad translations. It's going to come down to preference. And in all of those translations, uh, we have this difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven in the Gospels. Hello? Yep, I'm with you. Did you hear all that? Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I, I got that answer for that. But, uh, okay. you know, the problem I had is uh, I grew up with NIV my whole life until a pastor educated me and informed me that there are 23,000 words removed from my King James Bible that are not in the NIV. There are verses that are taken out and not even replaced in the NIV and the New American Standard, and the list goes on. But the average Christian doesn't know that. Yeah, even see, with the King James, the New King James, there's a large difference between the New King James and the King James. Well, but, and see, here's what, here's what we've got to say on that. What, when you're looking at the King James, and particularly if you're talking about uh, you know, removing verses uh, from the Bible, um, first of all, there, there are no verses removed from the New King James that are in the Old King James. It, it, it's simply inaccurate. The New King James and Old King James are from the same group of texts. Uh, there are words that are removed, but the Old King James is a rather wordy language. Um, it would be very easy to uh, to have a, a, a much, uh, well, it's not substantial what you're talking about when you start looking at articles and, and the, the way things are translated. By the way, when you look in a Bible, it, you'll see a lot of passages uh, where there are words in italics. And that's because those words uh, are not in the original text. They're supplied by the translator for understanding. So if one translator comes at it in a more precise way, you could have three or four words in a verse removed and the, still, uh, the same idea is being communicated. Now, with passages uh, not being in the NIV, like First John, for example, First John chapter 5, uh, verse 7, uh, you're not going to find in the Alexandrian text and thus in the NIV, uh, but you will find it in the New King James. Now, I think it should be there, and, and I think it's a very uh, uh, important verse, but my, my theology uh, of the Trinity uh, doesn't hang only on 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. I have the entire Bible. So it doesn't change the substance of the Bible, and I think you know, there are those who, who want to spend time. If, if you want to deal with bad translations, there are bad translations out there, but the NIV is, is not really your lowest hanging fruit. <laughs> there, in other words, if you want to have a problem with a translation, I can, I can give you several that are problematic, but, but I wouldn't start with the NIV. Well, to go back to our original question, the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. according to the different uh, passages in different Bibles out there, is one is physical and one is spiritual. No, and I would disagree with that, because when you, uh, you know, as having spent time on, on, on this subject extensively in all of the Gospels, I can tell you this, that, that when you look at, particularly at the parables of the kingdom, 
they reveal a lot to you about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Number one, as I said, that they're synonymous. But number two, um, that there are physical and spiritual aspects, regardless of, of what verbiage you're using, that there are also past, present, and future aspects. And so in order to understand the kingdom of God in heaven, to, in order to understand the parables, by the way, you've got to understand that, that the kingdom of God, I would, I would, I would summarize it for you, is the sphere of God's influence. It's his realm. And everything is within the realm of the kingdom of God. There's good and there's evil in the kingdom of God. You see that in the parables. There's believers and there's unbelievers in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has past, it has present, it has future and eternal aspects. Where people make mistakes is when they try to force everything in the kingdom of God into the realm of believing and into the realm of eternity. It, 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 it surpasses that. It, it, it eclipses those uh, those ideas and is so much more than that. So looks like we might have lost uh, we might have lost you there. Uh, but I hope, Frank, uh, that 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 that's helpful for you in terms of Bible translation. That that's helpful in terms of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, particularly as it relates to the gospels and the overall concept uh, of the kingdom of God and and the kingdom of heaven. Let's go to uh, Timothy Centennial, Colorado. Timothy, welcome to the program. Oh, great to be with you. I mean, you people doing your best all over the country. Thank I'm you. calling in because this is the first time in over seven years that my left hip can swivel, that I can sit down and feel my left hip and feel weight coming down. Uh, on, a, on a general transportation vehicle, I was mashed in split seconds, twisted all over, and my spine was hurt in three places. Uh, it caused everything to pull down on my brain for years. And... Um, but the only thing that got me going after about two years was a voice that told you won't believe this. Nobody believes this. But I was not known for making shoe lifts but, um, at all. But what happened was a voice said, you want to get a wedge on the outside of your left shoe up the front to the arch. Just tape it on there. Just do it right now. Just get cardboard, layer it up there, and get this going. And what it did was able me to twist my body back into sort of a place because the spine was out of control at the bottom end and twisted. This got me. I was able to get out of town, and I kind of get a career going. Uh, I couldn't move. I could. My left side was totally shot, uh, but I could do uh, therapy for other people, and I had some of the most stunning experiences. When the Lord knows you're you're, you're done, you're you're kind of done in, and you're trying to do something, He helps you help other people. Well, <laughs> I think you know that. Well, and and you know, isn't it great too when we realize like I can sit here and I can focus, and you obviously didn't do this. I can focus on my problems, or I can focus on other people and and let the Lord work in my life. And, yeah, I was uh, dumped. I was just dumped in the case. That I was blasted in the spine everywhere under the neck. They wanted to bolt my neck together. Hmm. Uh, I fought against it. An attorney was fighting against me. They didn't fight for me. They fought against me. I'd go home and read the Psalms of David and watch Kerry Job sing the Revelation song from <laughs> that the Passion two thousand thirteen. Yeah, and it helped me get through the lawyer. I got out with no money, and uh, that's when I got these shoe lifts. I had, my meniscuses were falling apart. I had a blood clot in my right calf, and I had a wound on my right ankle. That's about two and three feet from the from the neck. Can you believe well, that? How wrong they were. Well, the Lord is, you know, uh, people, uh, doctors, and 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 healthcare people. You know, they they look at things, but only the Lord really knows. And uh, only the Lord knows exactly what he's going to do. Let's, you know, we've prayed, I think, uh, today, Timothy, for a lot of people for things to happen. 
Uh, but why don't we pray as we're wrapping up the, the show here uh, this afternoon and just thank the Lord for what he's done in your life. Oh, it's so massive. Uh, yeah. Father, we just uh, I just thank you for Timothy and, and thank you for just this praise report uh, where he's calling in and just, uh, Lord, it, it wasn't really supposed to go this way uh, in a good way. Uh, Lord, but it has because you saw fit to do something else. And so, Lord, we just thank you for the healing that he's experienced. We, uh, we just pray that, that he would just be able to continue to experience that and give you glory. And, Lord, that you, he would most importantly continue to be able to serve you as you've called him. So, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with him uh, and that you would just use him. Lord, that you would uh, bless and continue to work in his life. And, and Lord, we just thank you for, uh, for what you've done. Just bless Timothy and, and, uh, and, and continue to preach the gospel through him and, and, and inspire him to share uh, his story with others, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Nothing. Hey, well, God bless you, Timothy. Thanks for calling in and uh, letting us know you're listening and, and sharing your story as well. Folks, uh, you know, we are, uh, we are coming down to the wire. Probably uh, not enough time for any more calls, but uh, uh, we do appreciate you all listening in. If you text it in, we'll do our best to, uh, to get to those texts that, uh, that we weren't able to answer on the air. We do appreciate uh, everybody calling and everybody participating in that way with the, uh, uh, through the text line as well. Uh, as I said, I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Inn. Parker, Colorado, I encourage you to join us this weekend, Sunday, as we continue verse by verse in the book of Job, picking up in chapter 8 on Sunday mornings. You can come at 9 or 1045 at Calvary Chapel Parker. You can get directions at calvarychapelparker.com. That's our web address, but uh, we're going to have to leave it at that. Calvary Live will be back uh, on Monday at the same time on the same channel that you're listening to now. Good night and God bless all of you. Thank you for listening. Take care. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.